Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, I will say this is going to be a treat, but I know this episode is going to be electric. We talk about sports here from time to time on the Got Your Six podcast. And one of the biggest stories of the offseason going into the 2022-2023 NFL season is just the dominant backfield and defensive line across the board in the AFCs when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers. And we have the opportunity today to talk to Cole Christensen, West Point grad, field artillery officer, so you know, near and dear to my heart. Cole, thank you so much for being on the Got Your Six podcast today, brother. Absolutely, Tony. Thank you for having me. Excited to do this. So being in the NFL, right, how do you take what you've learned, not only from your time in the Army, but West Point, and apply it to what you do daily, you know, whether it's in training, in the offseason, or, you know, during practice as you get ready for a Sunday, Saturday, or Thursday game? The cool thing is it's it's all completely compatible. So like being on the football field or at West Point or in the Army in general, all of it's just being on a team and working with others. And I think taking those skills I got at West Point and then taking them to the NFL, it just works so well because you're always just building relationships and you know the coolest part really is all my teammates are always asking about the army stuff like dude tell me some of the stories from school like what is it like and I'll give them some of that but really I just try to tell them like my leadership lessons I learned at school and like how I can apply them to us being a better team a better cohesive unit and it's so cool seeing them take it in stride even guys that have been in the league for like 10-15 years constantly just learning and taking new stuff I'm taking stuff for them you know, I, I always say I must learn more being a West Point football player um, as far as leadership goes and just how to be on a, a successful team and organization than I even I did from the cadet life. Because just learning how to function and work well with your peers, I learned that more in the football field, honestly, and I'm still learning every single day in the NFL. What really influenced you to look into West Point or come to West Point? I actually never wanted to be in the military growing up. I was very prideful to be an American, and I, I really, I obviously respected the armed forces my entire life, but it wasn't until I started going through the recruiting process for football that I even figured out what West Point exactly was. Like, I always heard about it, you know, how distinguished it is and uh, had the utmost respect for it, but when they recruited me and took me, I actually took three visits up to West Point, and on the third visit, I said, I looked at my mom, I was like, I will regret this the rest of my life if I don't come here. Like, this is the spot for me, and I got to talk to so many old grads and just all these officers that were up there and they told me the impact that West Point had on their life and the impact it continues to have after their lives in the army. I've said that this is the spot for me. I haven't regretted it since. And my, you know, my mom actually, she was terrified when I said I wanted to go to West Point. She wrote the defensive coordinator, a list of a hundred questions. I'm not even kidding. A hundred questions. And she wanted all of them answered before I said, yes. And I thought she was crazy. I was like, they're going to drop my offer for, just for this burden that he's undertaking but he answered every single question and uh, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into and it to this day like NFL all of it West Point is the best thing I've ever done probably ever will do that's incredible is there a question that you remember from that list of 100 that she asked 
I'm sure you could imagine at least 50 of them. And a lot of it's like, what is his life going to be like in the army? Is he going to get deployed? Is he this and that? And, and they were, you know, as honest as he could be, he's like, well, it depends on what his job is and where he goes. And, you know, he's coming here to train to be an officer in the army and he's going to have to do that job. And I was totally ready for it. Like I, once I, especially once I got to West Point, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. And it's, it is still what I meant to do. Like once football's over, I am going to serve at least five years and go do the job that I learned to do. But uh, everything you could think of. I mean, just a, imagine a, a terrified mom, anything that that mind can think of. So now that you're in, going into a new season in the NFL, how are you constantly finding ways to challenge yourself and continue to get better? Well, so for me, like I've been on the practice squad, active, you know, bouncing back and forth my whole time in the NFL. And that's really the constant motivation is to make this 53 and stay on it the entire season and earn that starting job, no matter what role it is, whether it's at linebacker, if it's on every special team. So that's always the driving motivation. And then beyond that, it's seeing the guys around me, how hard they push themselves. I mean, the, the level that these professional athletes push themselves is just incredible. And it motivates me every day I'm out there just watching them work their craft. And you realize how good these guys are. I mean, like just to, to cover some of these dudes out of the backfield or run with Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs downfield, like you realize if you don't give it 100% every single day, you're going to lose. So I don't really ever have a lack of motivation to get better. But I think the hard part does come like right now in the off season when you really don't have any responsibilities other than to make yourself better. And the coaches completely back away. So like the season ends and they say, all right, we'll see you in six months whenever we come back. Enjoy yourself. But when you come back, you're fighting for your job just like you were and you're leaving now. So it's these like four to six months where you're just sitting home alone. And it's like, all right, I got to wake up and earn my spot right now. Because even when no one's looking, this is when the money's made. It was a challenge more last year, I think, because, you know, leaving West Point, you don't have any free time. So when you get to actually sit down and decompress, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I've got four months just to chill out. And then like two weeks went by and I was just bored out of my mind. I couldn't believe I had been so sedentary. And then I got back in the lab and started grinding. So last year was a good uh, first test run in an offseason, and now I think I'm kind of in my stride. Like you said, you never know when that knock is going to come on the door. How do you mentally prepare for that moment when you do get called off the bench, as you have been many times, to just kind of not only enjoy the moment and embrace it, but not get too far ahead of yourself and like you know overthink the situation? That probably is the most interesting battle throughout the season because – and the wildest part is they'll tell you basically the day before, even the day of, that you're getting up. So I'll, I'll practice the whole week and not really know if I'm playing or not. And then the night before at the hotel, whatever city we're in, it's like, hey, you are up tomorrow. So lock and load, we're rolling. And it's really easy to psych yourself out. And like, All right, this is my one chance. If I blow it, like I'm never going to play again. But I learned after my first game last season – and it's the same way in college and in high school. Like you have to treat it basically like it's practice. Like you go out there and you're going to do your best. But if you make the moment bigger than it is, you're not going to perform well. Um, so, you know, I get in my groove and I'm getting fired up. But when I hit the field, I just look around and soak it all in. I'm like, man, how cool is this? Like just and when I when I do step back and enjoy it, I play my best. So that whenever every time I get pulled up, I just remind myself that this is a game it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, it's stressful and it's your job. And obviously they're grading your performance. So there is a lot of a lot of stress on it. But you step back, say, you know what? I'm going to have fun today. It ends up being okay. 
Now you talked about your mental cues that you go through. Is there any like physical cues or anything that you do to kind of stop and say, all right, we need to just take a quick tactical pause before we go into this? Or is it all just a mental thing at that point? I've got a pretty methodical routine like the night before, like physical stuff. I do a lot of breathing techniques. Uh, I've got like a series of videos I watch, obviously. And uh, and then on game day, I get to the stadium like three hours before the game, sometimes even four hours. And I go through like a cold tub, hot tub deal just to get my body ready. I roll out, but like while I'm doing it, I'm listening to music. And there's a couple different things I do just to try to calm my body down because naturally it wants to get tense before it starts. So I'll do a couple things like that just to to loosen up, not even like physically loosen up to run, but just to relax my body and my mind. Now, I want to kind of break some of this down. When you talk breathing practices, what are we doing? Like a box breathing? Sort of. Like for me, and I don't know if this scientifically is how it's supposed to be, but I'll actually do like really quick breathing early on just to like flood my muscles and everything with oxygen. And then as I get closer to game time, I'll basically just meditate. Like I'll sit against the wall and close my eyes and just into the nose, out of the mouth, like big, slow, deep breaths. And I'll do that for like 15 or 20 minutes while I'm listening to my tunes. And that just like really calms it down. But I like to flood everything with oxygen, like 45 minutes to an hour before it starts. What jams are we listening to? What's cranking in the headphones? Honestly, it depends on the day. Like I'm a classic rock to kind of 80s, 90s heavier rock. So I'll throw on some Motley Crue. Sometimes I'll throw on, you know, like Zeppelin and that kind of stuff. Nirvana some days. Sometimes I'll even listen to reggae. Like if I'm spiked up way too high, like I'll throw on some some Marley or Revolution or something just to calm it back down. It's just a constant game of like hitting that perfect flow spot. Now, what failure has ultimately led to a great success in your life? Our senior year, like when we started losing games again, there was a lot of a lot of things that went wrong that year, but I'll take a lot of the blame. I could have been much better as a leader, truthfully, I think. I could have been more vocal in times that I wasn't. I probably talked out when I shouldn't have. And I took a lot of those lessons from our senior year and things that I could have done better. And uh, I don't have a massive leadership role, obviously. It's a little different when guys make $200 million and they've got five kids. It's a little different talking to them nowadays. But I think growing from that senior season and the things that went wrong and how I could have done better, I think that's led to more success now in the pros. Even as like the role I have just how I interact with my teammates and my coaches. I think I'm a much better player and leader after going through those pitfalls my senior year at school. Now, Cole Christensen, how are you better today than yesterday? <laughs> what did I, before I did this, I was at my grandpa's house and um, he's got like a whole bunch of shrubs just like all in the back of his yard. And my grandma died recently, so he's been by himself and he's been kind of low. Uh, but I went over there and cut all his shrubs down and then him and I, sat down and had lunch and just sat in the backyard for like two hours and talked. And we hadn't done that in so long. I feel like I'm a better person for that because, well, to me, family's everything. And since I've been at West Point, when you can't connect with family as much as you'd probably like to, I kind of dropped the ball there for a while, just communicating with my loved ones. And it's hard in the pros when you go across the country and you're not with them and you're always working, just staying in touch. I realized a few months ago, I need to be way better at that than I am. So today was a a pretty good deal if you want to see him for a while. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your strategy, your methods, and most importantly, thank you for having our six, brother. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Gotcha Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. 
If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Gotcha Six Podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.